Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. I'm Jack Kolodzewski, joined as always by... Boom, 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 Robbie Anderson. And we're here to talk to you about the movie we just saw. Mm. What was that movie, Robbie? It was Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, that's the one. The uh, not sequel prequel to I would King call, Kong. Yeah, that's a reboot. It's a that's reboot. a reboot. It's a reboot. That's a reboot. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that movie, Robbie? Uh, I've been trying to like figure that out the entire like car ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very not hot on it uh, in the beginning. Okay. Like the intro to the movie. Uh, or like kind of just like, I don't know, before they get to the island, I was like, I don't really give a fuck about any of these people. Mm-hmm. But, um, I will say the later bits, when you get to more like the monster fights yeah, and stuff like that, I was like, all right, I kind of, I can kind of get down with this. Also, John C. Riley saves we'll get to, I think we'll get to John C. Riley, I think we'll get there I think too. that's going to be the bulk of the pot, this podcast, but I hope so. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I, um, yeah. it was, uh. I don't know. I don't know what my expectations were going into this. Because have you seen the um, Peter Jackson King Kong? A long time ago. A long time ago, right? I was almost going to ask, like, have you seen the new Godzilla movie? I have seen the new Godzilla movie. Okay, so I haven't. And is there any kind of, like, threads thematically or even aesthetically? Totally. I think it's uh, closer to that movie, the new Godzilla movie, than it is to... Peter Jackson's King Kong. I mean, it's nothing like Peter Jackson's King Kong. It's nothing really um, like the original King Kong, which no. is like Peter Jackson's King Kong is kind of more of like a more like a like a remake sort of right. of the original King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not feel it. It feels much more like um, your kind of conventional monster movie, which is, I guess, my expectations were maybe a little bit skewed just having that Peter Jackson King Kong movie in my head. Yeah, that it would be less of like. A straight up monster movie, but no, this is like a straight up monster. Straight movie. up, like you start with a large group of people and pick them off mm-hmm. over the course of the movie. And there's you know more monsters than just Kong, right? Which I thought was actually pretty cool. I think that's like probably one of the coolest parts of the movie. Okay, so you did not care. For, uh, you did not care for the main cast. Let's say because there are a lot of like there are a lot of fodder roles in this movie, and that's yeah. that's that's what struck me as more as like. Oh no! This is like your monster ass monster movie because there are a lot of people like get don't get used to all the faces that they introduce here. Well, I think it was funny that one scene like in the beginning of the movie where they're on the boat, kind of doing like the mission prep, almost like the pre Death Star run scene where they're like going over what they're gonna do. Right. I'm just looking at the whole crowd of people. I'm like, I mean, y'all gonna die? Yeah. Like in like, most ten, of you in, like are gonna, ten minutes, most you're all gonna, gonna die. Eat it. Like, yeah. They do introduce, um. So the conceit of this movie is that John Goodman is a bad actor. That's not true. He's not a bad he's actor. No, but in this movie he is phoning it in. Yeah, he's not really uh, he's hard. not all there. Other uh, people are kind of trying. I want to come around back I know, around we'll, to that we'll point, get, I just had to say something. But um John Goodman wants to lead a search party expedition to go to this island cuz he thinks there's some monster shit going on there. Yeah, well it's because he well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. This is what... Yes. This I is want the... to avoid the major the major plot points before we get too deep into this. Okay. But, uh... So he, he wants to lead an expedition. He teams up with Sam Jackson and his platoon yeah. of, uh... 
Vietnam soldiers. It takes place during Vietnam. Is it during or post? Post. post I think like it's like right on the cusp. Post. Like I think we are leaving Vietnam right. at the point of this movie. Um, so they team up with Tom Hiddleston, who is your macho uh, SAS operative lead male role. And yeah. then um, Brie Larson, who is your war anti-war photographer anti-war photographer yeah so did any of those characters do it for you whatsoever like i would consider them to be the main four right yeah absolutely uh i actually so i think i think sam jackson's character was the most interesting to me right and he but more so in the later part of the film right right right. and especially the last act i was like really on board even though i think he's kind of phoning it in i mean he was going full heart of darkness um yeah that what the fuck is the name of that movie apocalypse now apocalypse now yeah. thank you <laughs> that was too much of a brain fart that's embarrassing fine. captured on radio forever yeah that's fine yeah i don't he's know going name full, he, i mean it was very apocalypse now the whole yeah. thing like they're playing that vietnam they're doing the, they're doing expect. it's a monster movie vietnam which i thought was actually pretty interesting like you know i liked it i mean if that's like what they were setting out to do i think they accomplished it uh-huh. for sure yeah i i mean they didn't play um, fortunate son, which they avoided that one, right? I don't think they. <laughs> no, played that they did. I feel like they they're so close. Much, they played like all around the fringes. I appreciated the uh, the David Bowie. Song. Yeah, Ziggy yeah. Stardust. Uh-huh. That was cool. <clears throat> and paranoid. Mm. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they went all the way around the fringes of like yep. that era soundtrack that you're used to hearing in yes. every Vietnam movie ever, every Vietnam video game ever, every Vietnam t- TV show ever. They play. Basically that soundtrack, which yeah. was fine. It was fine. They could have played the song, we've been like, whatever. <laughs> but none of those main characters did it for you? No, I mean like John Goon's character really fell flat for me. I was so yeah, I was really, really disappointed bad. in John Goodman. Um mm-hmm. Cause I love John Goodman. Uh, he's fantastic. He's awesome. I didn't mean to say he was a bad actor. What I kind I mean I did say that, but I meant like he was just just not good in this movie. And I I wondered because like a certain point into the movie all right, we're only like six minutes in, but we're probably going to hit some actual specific plot points. The movie's here. been out for a few weeks. Like, if you're curious, just um, see it. Just see it. It's cool in theaters. I'll say that. About two-thirds into the movie, maybe even less than that, maybe halfway through the movie, I was thinking, I found myself thinking, like, they are not using John Goodman, like, at all. No. Outside of, like, the setup for this movie. Like, he's just kind of along for the ride. Well, like, I thought he was going to be more in it, because, like, in the beginning of the movie, he's, like, he's pretty your main in character. It. Yeah, yeah. He is He's the inciting incident here to yes. get, get our characters to the island. But then once we get more people, he kind of falls he to the totally wayside. He totally takes a back seat. Yeah. Um, and right around the time I caught myself thinking, like, what? Why haven't we not, like, heard from John Goodman at all in, like, a full 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. They kill him. Yep. Like, in a very much like yeah. it was not even two minutes after I had that thought. Like, where's John Goodman? Oh, he's dead now. Well, he has like the lamest. Mo- he has this like in like a cornucopia of lame moments. He has his lamest moment and then dies. Right. Yeah. Which is thank God. Usually, they at least give most characters a redemption before they kill them. No, I think not, I, I think yeah. they're just like you know what, John. We're just kind of done. John uh, Exunt, stage left. Yes. Please. Excommunicado. Um, which was a real bummer. Because, like I said, I like John Goodman. I could have liked him. He, I could have liked him the most because, like, I like John Goodman's good in almost every movie I see him in. And then, like, when it comes to Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston, yep. uh, his character, I, I feel like his character is poorly written. 
I think he did the best with what he got. I think there's just not a lot to most of the characters in this movie. There's not a ton of depth. Besides Sam, Sam Jackson's sort of descent into Madness Apocalypse Now style. Yes, but it's the, also, it's mirrored by like, um, he's so, he was so distraught by the way Vietnam ended that right. he's not going to lose another war. Right, and they set that up in the very beginning where yeah. they're, so most of the characters, um, most of the military characters in this movie are about to leave yes like they're about to go home mm-hmm. they're packing up vietnam they're done and he gets the call and he gets the call sam jackson gets the call oh mm-hmm. we got one more mission like the the classic like i'm gonna retire two tomorrow day, two days away my from last retirement. day in the force <laughs> um my last day in nam but so sam jackson not. clearly is not pleased about that he's not done but they like, give him a, a scene where he looks at a box of medals and just like kind of nothing yeah exactly like yeah. scoffs um which i think is maybe the most interesting like sort of character well he's the only character who has development right all the other characters it's like why do i care if any of these people die i don't really know because well, like, i mean besides the fact that they were about to go home and then okay well that's like, that's just for like the soldiers right sure but even like you know thomas hiddleston is like He's just like kind of an ex um, British SAS. SAS special forces, um, who's just kind of a badass in a bar for a minute, right? And then is coerced into doing it because of money, right? And then turns out to be a nice guy. So like his you character a, is weird too. You need like a male, I guess, quote unquote, need a male. Well, to me, he just looked, I was hero. like, it's like Chris Pratt in like Jurassic World. It's Basically. just like the same thing. And I would say this movie has kind of a feeling maybe of sort of Jurassic World. Like it's Yeah. I'll say up front, like I had fun with this movie. Like it was a good popcorn flick. It's a good popcorn flick. Um, There's a lot of the action and like the visuals in this movie are dope. And I was thinking that actually, um, especially when you put it in the context of the last movie we saw together, which was Power Rangers. Yeah. The people who make the next Power Rangers movie need to watch this movie. Oh yeah, and then do their fight chore- choreography for the, like the Megazord fight mm-hmm. based on this because like Kong fighting stuff was, was cool, sick, awesome, and then them fighting them kind of like a, like the spider scene was awesome. That was great. That was sick. And yes. like and then like you know listen they do the uh, first person shooter perspective Twice. camera thing. I think it was three times. Holy shit. They use it a lot. And like, listen, I'll be a liar if I didn't say it was cool every time, but I was just like, no more. After the third one, I was like, guys, we get it. This is what the M16 looks like. This uh-huh. way. Right. I've seen it That's before. That's what it looks like down the barrel. Chill. Uh-huh. We've all seen Doom starring Dwayne We've all seen Doom. We've all seen that. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I, I did like, I liked how the island was sort of a treasure trove of crazy monsters. That yeah. giant bamboo spider thing was was awesome. Cool. And then like the weird um who didn't really get a ton of screen time. Shout out to weird stick monster. That thing was also cool. He was cool, but then he was just like he like re- like retreated he, back into he, his clitoris he kinda, hole yeah, and then kind of fucked off pretty quickly. Yeah. Um which I think the weakest design maybe was like the uh, what did the what skull like, monsters, the yeah, skull walkers, the, the, or whatever? Yeah, the bad guys, the main the bad, bad monster of the movie. Um, yeah, those didn't really do it for me. Yeah, the, like weird bipedal two arm snake things. It's weird that they were like, I don't know, they like they were pulling from like you know the the island had a lot of like very like insectoid sure. type creatures, and then for them to kind of go with this like weird skull lizard, I was just like. 
I don't know. Like, the fight scenes against them were awesome. They were cool. Not to say they weren't cool, but just, like, aesthetically, they were not nearly as interesting as some of the other monsters we see. I mean, all the, all the scenes with Kong, I thought, were, were pretty awesome. Were good. And um, I kind of, like... kicking the shit out of all those helicopters was pretty great. Was sick. And, like, I do like the kind of origin story we get for him, where his parents are killed. Yep. And he's, like, the last savior, and that's kind of what he he's fights the last, for. Yeah, yeah. Whereas his character development in, like, the previous Kong movie, and, like, listen, I didn't see the original Kong... Right. But I've seen that dope episode of The Simpsons where they spoof it, so I think I know what happens. <laughs> you pretty much get it. I get it. But, like, you know, his his development is always that, like, he is put into captivity and then kind of rebels and then he just becomes a monster even though he's, like, a sweet guy. In this movie, they well, kind of... Yeah, I mean, he's an animal, right? He's an animal. And yeah. humanity tries to capture him right. and bring him back to humanity and he wants nothing to do with humanity. But he it's likes only... that girl, though. But he likes the girl, right? Yeah. He has like a soft spot, which they touch on a little bit with him and Brie Larson. Almost like forced, I feel like. He's definitely forced. Yeah. I mean, I almost, almost wish kinda... they kind of just kiboshed it. Because like every time he's like giving her eyes, I'm just like, you guys are doing a half step in a direction that none of us care about anymore. Yeah, we don't care. It's, and not, it's not this not movie really anymore. Yeah. I think it was enough that he is like the protector of the island and of the people on the island. Exactly. Um, he's king. Which, if anything, the movie takes the turn. I think I've been dancing around it up until this point. Mm-hmm. Without John C. Riley, this movie would It'd not have be been watchable. Bad. It'd just be a bad movie because again. So we were talking about how, the, like, you were asking me how like that main group of protagonists meet in the beginning, and like the reason I didn't like them is because like their backstories are weak, if non-existent at all. We have an anti-war photographer, which we don't even know why she's anti-war, right? But she Nor just does says she elaborate. No, it's just like she is. She's I mean, in a dark room, then she's just like, I don't like fighting, and then she like goes to fight. The things. And that doesn't really pay off in any way either. No, it doesn't, like, none of these, like, like character threads, and the thing is, like, you know, John C. Riley is such an interesting character, because he, he has, like, three different origin stories. Yeah. And they're all awesome. And he has a lot of, like, him being a crash-landed World War II pri- pilot. Who makes, who pilot. makes best friends with a, a enemy Japanese fighter. Yes. And then uses his sword to, like, carry on his honor. Right, and also assimilates into this tribe. With, like, no problems at all, because they just know John C. Riley's the shit. Yeah. And it's easy. And also, look, whoever put him in that jacket that says, good for your health. We love you. Thank you. We love you. You know what's up. They get it. And I, I think that person was probably the director, because I can, I can hear in my head the director of this movie, whose name I don't know. I'm sorry. I looked up. I also forgot. Um, Say to him... John, can you do like twenty five percent, Steve Brule? Can and you then, give me like, and then the rest kind of crazy. Can you give me like vet. a quarter, quarter, Steve Brule? Just like let it. You know, we don't want to beat people over the head. With and it. then well, he like, realized he loved it, and he was like, "Can we pump it up to forty? There are there are a couple of scenes. Can we where pump it up like, to forty? Like, All right, let Steve out a little more. Let Steve out. Like, give me give me some more Steve. Let the let the Brule drip from uh-huh. your lips, and it. And it did, and it I was th- great. I thought it was actually just right. Like, if it was agree. 100% Steve Brule, it would have been like, okay, come on. Well, but, like, it was like, just enough mm. that I think a person without that sort of context, let's say a pretty niche con- context probably yeah. for the majority of people, mm-hmm. um, would have just, if he was 100% Steve Brule, would be like, why is John C. Because he would have been too weird. Is he on the spectrum? What's going on, What's with, going this on with this guy? Um, but he I, has a reason for being weird because he's been stuck on this island for like 30 years. Chilling with like people who don't actually speak. Right. And monsters. And giant monsters also. And giant monsters yeah. all the time. He's stressed <laughs> out, but he hides it well. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's a really good character. Again, because we have like backstories that pay off. Also, he's kind of a badass. Right. You know, and like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, I think the strongest characters of this movie are 
Kong right. with his new origin story that I think fits that character way better. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, even though I think his performance was a little phone- phoned in, but like his journey made sense and the fact he became like villainous, like that scene where he's like standing in front of the fire and gripping his fist, like mimics like Kong doing the same thing. Like sure. he is actually the villain, not Kong. And like the way they kind of like uh, visually present that to us is always really interesting. Well, he's singular in his purpose for yeah. revenge. Like Kong, Kong takes out all those helicopters in the beginning. Right. Which, by the way, that whole scene was cool with him with Kong. I'm glad out we got the... there so quickly, though. Yeah, we, we got there did. in like 15 minutes. I, I did think. not waste not. much time to get there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, which one of these helicopters? Because there's probably like what a couple dozen helicopters. I didn't realize show. there were so many until like I'm like I thought I thought he ran out of boys there to was kill a lot yeah um, the fact there were like, any survivors I was surprised yeah I was like which which one of these helicopters that he's like grabbing and throwing out of the sky are is John Goodman on because yeah because uh, he's dead yeah even the fact that like some of them crash and people are alive afterwards I'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me. yeah but they gave FaceTime to the people that were gonna survive and you kind of the initial crash. Um, how'd you feel about that one guy who is, like, the Samuel Jackson's reason for, like, going on his suicide mission to scoop him? Well, I mean, that was only really a surrogate, right? Yeah, for but him. I just think he got, like, a lot of screen time for... Again, yeah. he's he's kind of... Most of the characters in this movie are pretty flat. Away. Yeah. Um, they're kind of fodder. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that do get some more screen time before they eventually bite the dust. Like, yeah. it is a pretty tried and true monster movie in that way yeah it's like predator alien any of those they establish a lot of characters that are just there so you recognize their face so when they eat it you're like oh shit yeah um which this movie is a lot more gruesome than i thought it was gonna be as well like there's some pretty like yeah i mean like i mean maybe i'm just like very fresh off belco which is like probably say what you will about that movie it is gruesome but the thing is like even belco experiment like Belko Experiment, um, and for people who don't know, Belko Experiment is a little horror movie that came out pretty recently. It's kind of like Office meets Mass Murder. Um, go check out the hot take. Go check out the hot take on the Belko Experiment. But they introduce like almost double the amount of screen time characters that Kong does, and you care way more about those mm-hmm. characters. Maybe because it starts off more comedically, and like comedy is maybe a better vessel to care about people than like. This movie that tonally is a little all over the place. Yeah, gung-ho military soldiers. Yeah. Not even really. Like, most of the soldiers are not super... They're no. They're soldiers at the end of the Vietnam War, so they're kind of like... Dumb. No, man, I just wanted to go home. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to go home. Like, some of them are just like... You can tell, like, they are dudes who are broken who are just like, I'm doing the mission just to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people who are just like, we just gotta get out of here. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the majority of them just like, we are sort of like, well, at least it's not Vietnam. We're... Yeah. Leaving Vietnam, at least, to go to this other island. To fight the monsters. <laughs> hmm. But I, I really did like the fight scenes with Khan. They're awesome. All the action in the movie is great. Yeah. Um, There's no doubt about it. And, like, it gets me excited for future of these monster movies. Yeah, definitely. Because, <laughs> like, seeing Kong fight the shitty skull lizard man... Right. Um, thing. That, like, that is a taste, I think, of what's the common. These more of, like, it's like, now we're going to get Mothra versus Kong or Godzilla or Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. And, like, those are the fight scenes that are right. going to be 
out of control. And Kong is super coordinated in those fight scenes, and so is the the monster thing. It's the, better the, than the Power the Ranger fight thing. scenes. I'll yeah, tell you that because <laughs> they're like they're fast, and they even though they're giant, they move. Mm-hmm. They manage to strike a balance between them moving like they have an immense amount of weight. But also, like, yeah. ev- all the hits feel really good and feel really heavy, Absolutely. But also, they're fast. It's better than, like, you know, I don't know how many of the Transformers movies you've seen. I think I've only seen Shh. one and two. I might even have seen the three. F- the first one had the same problem, though. If that's even the one you remember. Yeah, we touched on this during Power Rangers. I think we even well. touched... Yeah, we touched on it a lot where, like, there's fight scenes where there's too many cuts and too many... Like, you're not... There's, it's too busy. And, like, Kong... It's like the fight scenes are very well coordinated, and you're and you're right. Like the the hits feel really good, and the camera's not moving around a ton. The camera mm-hmm. kind of swoops with the action and like right. swoops with the punches. They do. I don't know if you notice this. Pretty much every time Kong gets in a fight, like even when he fights that um, giant octopus then early, eats in it, it, and then it yeah, awesome. yeah, steps on its head and then like bites Ink off goes like, everywhere some, like calamari. Yeah. Um, He's in water, and he's in water when he fights the skull thing later as well. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know if that's like um, just like a stylistic choice, because you're kicking up a lot of water and stuff, and it probably looks more kinetic, I guess, while you're yeah. fighting. Um, it was sort of like, did you, wait, did you see the, I already forget, you said God, this a bit. I did not see Godzilla. No, 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 but you, oh. did you see Peter Jackson's King Kong? You did, a long time I ago. I did, a long time ago. He Probably when it first came he out. He fights a T-Rex in that movie, if I remember correctly. Okay. Because it's like a dinosaur island, right? Right, right. Yeah. Whereas this is more of like monster island. Yeah, but they're kind of dinosaur-esque. Like, those there's a triceratops like, skull in like the Kong family grave. Yeah, and those flying things are definitely pterodactyl. Di- oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But in that movie, he... Is fi- also fighting a T Rex in water. Oh, yeah. and he splits his jaw he open. Splits his jaw and open. just like that scene, which he starts to do. My brain, I like saw. I had like a Vietnam like a flashback where I was just, I was bit. like, I was like, doesn't because he's like about to rip his jaw open. I'm like, I've seen this before. Yeah, no, oh, boy's gonna get his jaw. Split I think open. that was kind of an homage to Peter Jackson's King Kong because in yeah. that movie he he grabs its jaws and splits it open. And right, like, and that's how he kills it. And that was pretty badass, I would say. Yeah, probably one of the highlights of that movie. I mean, ones. I think even the original Kong, the Peter Jackson Kong, like I don't think it was. I think it looked good for the time and like had yeah, good fight stuff. It had that Jurassic Park two problem where it became completely uninteresting the moment they got off the island. Mm. I do like how this movie is on the island the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Which they, they avoid the like that pitfall of going back to the city being really boring. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like I don't know, it's an interesting step that like I mean that's like Kong that's like King Kong's history is for him to that's like his story, you know. Yeah, so for them to kind of really flip the script, I think was really good. It's interesting that they gave him not so much of a character, I think, but like a purpose. There's a reason for King Kong to be there. There's yes, a, like there's a reason he's king, right? He's a benevolent king. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought that was cool, and having John C. Riley deliver that sort of backstory was pretty awesome. John C. Riley is really just—he's such the saving grace. He's the of golden this boy of this movie. He really is. Like you know, we all know he's a good actor because he he does like serious roles and stuff too. But yeah, like, I think he's a classically trained actor. I think he is a classic. Yeah. Tra- he's just so good at playing like kind of crazy, but also like I don't know. He just—he is the reason that like at, at the post-credit scene, not like the post-post-credit scene, which sucks, right? Which we can talk about in a minute. But like the. Like, it's like a video of him, like, having his, his beer and his hot dog again. It's just right. like, because we care about him, because he's the only character who has a purpose yeah. in the movie. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That was a pretty good scene, him going back, finally 
Meeting, watching the Cubs game. Meeting his family with his wife he, he got hitched to right before he left for World War II. And strongly beefy and his, son. his baby boy who was born like soon after that. His wife who definitely, definitely would have gotten remarried. But I guess didn't. But did not. Or the husband's not home. Or the, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't see that part of the like, movie. Ooh, shit. Ooh, Are you going to tell him? No, you tell him. No way. No way. He's been on an island for He has years. a fucking katana. Also, he's got a katana. I'm not going to talk to him about that. All right, you gotta call dad and tell him that just to like you gonna just tell, chill. Just you're chill. gonna go. You're gonna go crazy original dad. You're gonna tell that to other dad that we have crazy original dad here right, who fought dinos. Listen, we'll sort this out. Just give him the hot dog and the beer. The game's on soon. Mm-hmm. We'll work this out later. Get dad a shotgun. Get dad his bullets. John C. Riley is great. He's fantastic. Yeah. It, again, I think we said at the beginning, but if he wasn't in this movie, this movie would not have been yeah. nearly as enjoyable. I think the most upset I was during the movie is when Thomas Hiddleston, because I don't care about his character name is in the it, movie. Is it Hiddleston or Hiddleton? Who cares? Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Loki, when he takes his sword from him to put on the gas mask for the monster. Oh, monsters, yeah. I was just like... Thank you for you, bringing that up. I was like, give fucking John C. Riley the sword back. Give him the gas mask. He can handle it. it there were moments of this I movie. Hated that. This movie didn't know, I think, how serious and or tongue in cheek it wanted to be. Because well, it had to- moments it's where totally like totally all over, so the place. up and down. Like yeah, that scene where John, where Tom Hiddleston grabs the katana, is puts on a gas mask, ridiculous, and then slow motion like chops his way through a million of those. Also, I guess things. there's only like ten feet of the gas. He has. To, I'm sure he could just walk around it. Well, because yeah, the gas pulls, affected no one else. He just ran through it and scooped his boy. He pulls the mask off immediately. Yeah. It's just for that one scene, which looked cool. Yeah, yeah it looked fine. But had John C. Riley do it. It would have been way better if John C. Riley had done We kind of just want a movie of John C. Riley fighting weird dinos. Let, let John be the beefcake. He is my beefcake. He's mine. I love yeah. him. No studs allowed. No studs allowed. Um, the movie aesthetically is really cool. I almost wish we kind of got more time with, like, the natives of the land. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like, they kind of really just, like, they don't speak. Right. Which I think is kind of, like, they fucked up to make a native people not have was, a voice. It was kind like, of, yeah, there, this could be... Not to, like, harp on things like yeah. that, but it's kind of weird. You know, it's, you could you could say it's problematic that they're just yeah. like kind of there. It's like, oh, we don't talk. They don't have any sort of culture that's represented. They don't talk in any way. They yeah. just sort of and I guess if we, if and we like dive too much into that, it could have distracted from the overall point of the movie they're trying to tell. The but movie the f- is way too up and down tonally to get hung up on that. I think yeah. I don't think that's what it was going for, but it definitely was clumsy in that way because it's like you know we because once they're on the island, we get divided into three different groups we have sort of basically and we have like kind of like the um classic vietnam survival story that's also a little bit predatory with sam jackson Jackson. yep and then we have solo survivor boy who gets kind of ixnayed pretty early yep and then we have john c Riley, tom tom hiddleston who kind of learned the truth and brie larson who like learned the truth and like you know, learn the culture. Give you a little exposition on the island as well. Yeah, exactly. And they, they become like the, the good guys. Sure. Um, so like that's and all cool. But the thing is, s- all those have different tones. The like other- all those things are so totally different. Because like once you have John C. Riley chilling with one of them, half the scenes in the movie are goofy. Then you go back to Sam Jackson. Deadly serious. Deadly too serious. Right. Like taking itself way too serious. And like you just kind of don't fully... Like, we understand some Jackson's, like, 
um, you understand Sam Jackson's motives, but like it's not totally clear until we get to that last few scenes with him. Yeah, I mean, and I guess he dies. It's, lame. It's pretty obvious he wants revenge on on his yeah. roles, but uh, yeah, it's just know. weak. It's just weak. It's not great. Yeah. Um, and then you have the the other scientist that's that's uh, traveling. With John Goodman, who with John Goodman. He found the Hollow Earth theory. Yeah, interesting that they like shouted out to Hollow Earth theory in this movie. They brought yeah. it up three times. Yeah. It's like, I, they, la- they laughed at me for it being a crockpot theory. I'm like, say crockpot theory one more time. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Stop. Um, which makes me curious, because at the end of this movie, also before we, I sort of get to that, mm-hmm. shout out to Shay Wiggum. Shea Wiggum. Which is the name of the guy that Paul Walker headbutts in Fast and Furious. Is he a homeboy with two grenades who just gets yep, tail yep, whipped at yep, the yep. end? Um, because if there are any... That like sad to me. Are there, if there are any like interesting uh, characters in the Vietnam soldier posse, he was, was alright. He, he was, was cool. Good. Well, I like that. He was kind of like a dick. But like, you could tell he was just like a... Bro- By the end of it, you're like, oh, you're just like a broken like Vietnam dude. Yeah, I mean, one of the other soldiers even says to him like, are you excited to go home? Do you have a bed? Don't you have a bed? Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. And it could be speaking, I guess, to the soldiers who are just like, you have that sort of effect, like Sam Jackson, where he just doesn't, this is all he's got. Yeah, it's like a, it's point. like in Hurt Locker, where it's like, you're kind of like it's a warrior hurt, forever, you it's know? It's very Hurt Locker. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what was my wrapping up point that I was going to get? Oh, right. So I'm curious to see, so they, they established with this, um, which they may have touched on in that Godzilla movie. That I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Mm. The Monarch. Um, the Monarch. The sort of, so is that the organization? That's that... the organization. It might be the organization that is hunting down Godzilla in that Godzilla movie. I'm not 100% sure. That would make sense. But they're kind of built, fleshing out that sort they're of lore. the Avengers exactly. of this world. Yeah, Monster Avengers. The connective tissue that is a secret society under shadow. Right. Yes. So I'm curious... With this taking place in Vietnam and the Godzilla movie, the most recent Godzilla movie being modern day. Yeah. I'm curious to see. I was thinking that too. Where do they link them up? How do you position Godzilla to fight King Kong? Because I'm not worried about Kong aging. That's not what worries me. No, he's a a a big monkey guy. Yeah, who gives a shit? So he's probably. It's just like how do you. creatures, right? Yeah, but how do you get Kong from. I mean, maybe that's when they do the homage to, like, the original. And they're like, oh, we fucking captured him because now it's 2017 and we got don't, better helicopters. Don't put King Kong in, in New York City, please. I'm so tired of that. Well, where is he going to fight Godzilla? I mean, is it going to be Godzilla fighting King Kong? Is Godzilla... Well, in the Godzilla movie, is Godzilla the bad guy or does he do some good shit? No, Godzilla's a good guy. He's they a skip, good guy. They skip right to him fighting other monsters. Oh, so it's a lot like this movie. Yeah, it's as good aesthetically. Are the fight Which scenes is as be good? Interesting how they justify King Kong fighting Godzilla, and that's like the next flick, right? Or is it like Supposedly, Jeremy said it on the Belco podcast? Well, no, new, they, they've announced that they're going to do a King Kong versus Godzilla. Movie. It is King Kong versus Godzilla, and then they have um, a big misunderstanding. They fight the moth. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Mothra is good in the Godzilla movies as well. Mothra. Are you thinking with the three-headed guy? Because I got them confused for a hot minute. No, even though they're literally different animals. That's mythical Godira animals. or something like that. Yeah, Goldar. <laughs> yeah. What is he fighting? Well, Goldar. Gonna, yeah, Godzilla's gonna fight Goldar. But um, better than fucking Megazord scene. Uh, it probably would be. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess they could do technically whatever they want, because who cares? Who gives a shit about this fiction? But Yeah. I do think, I think that it's cool that they're doing, like, these modern monster movies, but they just need to figure out the tone. And, the, and guess what? You can't take it that seriously. No, if, you this, can't. if this proves anything, like... Don't try. You gotta to be silly, and see what John C. Riley's doing. I don't, that might not work out with the His timeline. His little boy like, might grow up to be Steve Rule. Yeah, maybe. I hope. Mm. If only. Connected continuity. Do you have mm. any other thoughts about this movie, Rami? Uh, I just, you know, I wasn't super hot. You know, I'm not super hot on it for, like, I didn't. I don't really like any of the characters besides John C. Riley. Yep. Um, Agreed. I do appreciate the Kong, Samuel L. Jackson kind of, like, duality. Um, sure. I think that's, like, strong. I think they really hammer it. It's like, not strong, but it's there. It's, it's something. there. I do like Sam Jackson's character on paper, but um, moral of the story is, like, if you're trying to see a fucking movie with dope action in it, like, that, I wish that was, like, our expectations going in. No. Because we didn't really have any. I didn't really have any expectations. Yeah, but in. I kind of was just, like, I wish someone was just, like, Yo, the action in this movie is like sick though. And it's like, all right, I'm down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's, it's great. My expectation going to this movie was I saw the trailer and I saw that John C. Riley was in it and I saw that he was wearing a jacket that says good for your health. And I said, okay. I'm game. I'll I think go. that's the reason I decided to see the movie too, yeah. honestly. Like, that's enough for me. Um, yeah. I'm a man of simple taste. Um, I'm a little bit more, because like the Godzilla movie I didn't see and like I really have no desire to see at this point in the game. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen in my lifetime, as the viewers mm, and you know, and yeah. like Godzilla's not really up there right now. I would not put Godzilla over some of the movies that you've admitted to not seeing. Yes. Um, but that being said, um, Godzilla kind of gets me a little hyped for Godzilla fighting uh, King Kong, or King Kong fighting Godzilla and or other monster in the family. Yeah. You know? I mean, they did. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. I really hate that after credit scene. It's you want to talk like, about that scene? It's the most, like, forced piece of garbage. Like, it's, it's so like, stupid. here's the other stuff we're going to put in the sequel. Well, also, so, like, you know, Homeboy, who founds the Hollow Earth Theory, sits down and he's like, hey, I know I brought this up four times. I founded the Hollow Earth Theory. Everyone here in the uh, in this room, hey, and everyone. who just watched the movie, knows Every, that. Everyone that watched the movie, go to Wikipedia and Google. Hollow Earth Theory. Um, and they just show a bunch. It's like, you, you saw Batman vs. Superman? No. We, oh god, my no. god, you're such a beautiful soul. <laughs> oh, no. Untainted by yeah, shit. That's three hours of my life that I've preserved. Mine's, I've mine's gone. It. I've saved it for the end of my life. You're going to watch it on your deathbed? No, I'm going to do something better with those three hours on my deathbed. Mm. You're like stacking them. You're like saving them in it. Mm-hmm. That's good. So like in Batman vs Superman, like there's a scene where... <laughs> uh wonder woman's like sitting at her computer and they're like, and she's just like are there more justice league people are there more superheroes and she's Who's just gonna like be in the next one so it's literally like on the screen like on like a computer screen it's just like four screens or whatever and she like scrolls her mouse on aquaman doing doing water stuff Ugh. cyborg being cyborg they stuff need to, it, they need to just like bring it all the way around and be like like her like googling the imdb pit page for 2017 <laughs> uh justice league like who's gonna be in the next one who's gonna be in that i don't oh, see they Su- got the guy from game of thrones to be aquaman that's oh, interesting uh, superman's not in any of the trailers how this movie gonna end huh superman dies spoilers at the end of bvs is that true he does die yeah but the thing is so he dies 
And how then, are we talking about? I guess Kong sucks because we're talking about Batman versus fucking Superman after yeah. thirty five minutes on this Kong, podcast. Kong's okay. Batman, so like Superman dies. Um, I forget how, how, because I don't care. Um, oh, are they so, fighting um, Apocalypse? No, no, that is X Men. They fight. What's, what's they that f- monster's uh, name? Like not Solomon Grandi. Um, he has a name that sounds like Apocalypse or something like Apocalypse. Doomsday. Doomsday. Ah, they fight Doomsday, and it looks Wait, it's every really piece of CGI. Superman fiction ever. Superman dies to Doomsday, but he doesn't really die. That's what I'm gonna say. So they bury they bury Su- Superman in the in the ground, and they're throwing dirt on it. But then the dirt at the end of the movie rises up. But it's curious because so like obviously he's gonna come back, but in none of the promotional material for Justice League are they showing Superman in it. I wish this was a video podcast so you could see how bored my face looks right now. I think now. you're actually falling asleep. Or dying. One or the or other. Dying. I'm killing you with my um, knowledge. I don't like these after credit scenes. I'm done with them. Yeah, I get I'm what done, you're saying. I'm done with them. I, I'm done. Make it connective by just making the next movie. And I'll yeah, watch it. Or t- I, yeah, I'm I don't done. know. I thought Logan handled it well with putting the Deadpool thing at the beginning. That was really classy. Because um, a movie like that shouldn't have any kind of after credits thing. But I agree with you. It's yeah. it's getting to be... People sit at in movies at the end of the movie just because they expect an after credits. I'm like chilling now. on my fucking used, phone. Like, it I don't used care, to be, you know? It used to be... Well, I'm going on my phone to Google, is there an after credit scene for this movie I just yeah, saw? Yeah, basically. Um, so I can save five minutes and just go to the bathroom because I really have to pee. Yeah. Um, it used to be like a treat, right? And now yeah. it's just people expect it. It's it's too much. Where like it was fun. It had a place in like the Avengers because it was like how are we gonna connect this? But even after like the third time they did it, it was like stupid. Well, that's part of the problem, right? Is you yeah. can't have a movie anymore that's just a movie. You have to have a movie that is connected this to five other universe thing because of how well Avengers did. And I think yeah. everyone is sort of rushing into this. Big ensemble. Universe. I mean, I think yeah. we could have a whole podcast about how DC is fucking up their extended universe yeah. movies. I mean, honestly, like, I like how Kong, for the most part, except for the after credit scene, like, exists on its own. Yeah. Like, yeah, a yeah. lot, like, a, like, a big, like, I think so, especially because I think it's in a different time period than, um, like Godzilla, so it's it's only other movie in, like, its franchise. Yeah, it was definitely fun that it it's, was in its, its contained. Own time period and it's yeah. a weird like period piece in that way and that's always fun mm-hmm. that's why like wonder woman might be a good movie you think so those are air quotes i don't know if you can hear it mm-hmm. might it has more of a chance than any other fucking ones <sighs> ben affleck doesn't even want to do the batman movie anymore yeah that's the easiest that's the easiest one to sell would you want to be the person to fuck up that and, movie and direct no. the the first like fully featured batman movie just to follow chris nolan's batman uh no neither would i no it was ben affleck dark knight rises is a different story altogether. that's the thing dark knight rises sucks like there's not really that many good dc movies feature films like animated tv shows whatever they're fine we're on a weird tangent this is uh, the last fraction of this podcast. Has just got become... weird. It's got weird. Anyway, stop doing these after credits things. Or, we just, or just, I don't know. Or don't, because you're not going to. Uh, whatever. They don't listen to this. But you do. And thank you for listening to this. <laughs> and continuing to listen to these. Um, what do we got in the works? 
Oh, shit. Uh, we're getting very close well, to... Well, April is Shakespeare month. April is Shakespeare you month. You can go to storyscreenbeacon.com mm. to check out uh, all kinds of cool... Sh- I've been a little out of the loop. I've been not really here. Um, yeah. So, I don't know whose article's coming up. Do you have one coming, Rob? Uh, I am not... I have to find out what the schedule is for this month. Cha-cha-cha. But I think... Well, go to storyscreenbeacon.com where you can find out all the planning that we have no idea... There uh, is a strong women's podcast out yes. right now. Check, check that, out. that out. Yes, do check that. that out. Bernadette Gorman has a District Nine article on the site. Check that out. Check it out. Check it out. Um, we are gonna figure out what our future is for the website. Check, check it, it out. out, and maybe you'll get a life podcast at some point. No, you won't. No, you won't. But check you, it out. You'll definitely get another quarter mile at a time. Yes, you will. Check it. Signing out. For the another hot take, I'm Jack Kolodzewski. I'm Robbie Anderson. For your health. For your health. Mike Burge. Mike Burge. King of the Kongs. King of the Jungle. Hanging Kong. Hanging ten. Hanging big old Kong. It's like dong. Good one. Thanks.